Welcome to our special class in Chassidus. We're going to be learning today a very special Chassidic discourse. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Ve'isha Achas. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on a Sunday night of Parshas Chai Soro, which was Chav Cheshvan, the birthday of the Rebbe Rashab in the year Tavshin Men Vav, 35 years ago, four years later, in honor of Chav Cheshvan, the birthday of the Rebbe Rashab in Tavshin Nun, exactly 31 years ago, the Rebbe certified and edited this Chassidic discourse. This Chassidic discourse we call a classic Chassidic discourse. It's a beautiful Chassidic discourse. It's a very, very deep Hasidic discourse, but very practical Hasidic discourse that deals with a very, very important idea in Judaism and especially in the world of Kabbalah and mysticism. We all know that one of the most important components of Hasidus and mysticism and Kabbalah is to serve God with joy, with simcha, with ava, to love Hashem, to be in awe of Hashem. And God forbid, if that's lacking, you're lacking a, a very, very important component in, in creating a deep, meaningful, happy, and powerful relationship with Hashem. So this Hasidic discourse deals with what happens, unfortunately, when the fire goes out. What do you do when you're uninspired? So we're going to get into the Hasidic discourse, and hopefully you'll all learn some great tips of how to get out of a moment of time when you're not necessarily the mostly inspired and you're lacking the fire for life. So the Chassidic Discourse is based on the Haftorah for Parshas Vayera. It's uh, based on the uh, prophet of in the Book of Kings. Kings is two books, Aleph and Bez. So it's Malachim Bez. And it's the fourth chapter. And again, it's printed in all the Chumashim in the Haftorah of Parshas Vayera. So the Prophet says as follows, famous story, Isha Achas, there was a woman, Minashei Bnei Hanavim, she was the wife of one of the sons of the prophets, and Saka Elisha, she came crying to Elisha. So the Alter Rebbe explains this story in a very powerful and meaningful way, and he says as follows, we know that in the Torah there's Pshat, there's a simple story of exactly what happened, there's Remez, there's Drush, and there's Soid, there's the secrets of the Torah. Nothing new, just giving you the inner dimension of what happened over here. So what happened? So we have the simple story. There was a woman that came crying to the prophet Elisha. She needed help because someone was going to take away her two sons as slaves because her husband passed away and he owed a lot of money and they came to take them as collateral to pay up the debt. But we're going to learn this story on a Kabbalistic level. So the Altar explains, Isha is a reference to what? The Neshama. So it's not just talking about a story of the past, of a woman in the past, but it's talking about each and every one of us. It's talking about the soul. Now if it's called the soul, the Neshama, so why is it called the Isha Achas, the one soul? Which means, Achas, we know the real one is Hashem. And Isha Achas, because the Neshama is really one with Hashem. Then the verse continues to say, She was the wife of one of the sons of the prophets. Because we know that a prophet, what is a prophet? A prophet is someone that prophesies. How do you prophesy? You prophesy with your mouth. And we know that it says in Pasuk we say it every single Friday night, in davening before Kabbalah Shabbat, that Malchus Peh, 
then pet mouth is a resemblance from Malchus. Malchus, as we know, is the part that's a receiver. That's the sphere of Malchus. And a prophet is also someone that receives. They receive the word of Hashem. So we're talking about the soul, which is one with Hashem, who is receiving all their inspiration, all their godly energy, all the godly revelation directly from Hashem. Elisha comes actually from two words, Elisha, which is referring to to Hashem. So based on this, the author explains as follows, that the the Shama, which is one with Hashem, comes to Elisha and cries to Hashem and cries to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What is the Neshama crying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The Neshama is crying and saying, Avdecha Ishi Meis. What is Avdecha Ishi Meis? So we know Ishi means fire. But Ishi is made up of two words. Eish Yud, which means the fire for Hashem. The fire for Hashem has died. In other words, what does it mean the fire has died? We know that what's the fire of a Jew when they have tremendous love for Hashem. Now there's different types of love. There's Ava Kamayim, there's love like water, and there's Ava Kaesh, Ava like fire. And this tremendous fire of love that they had for Hashem, that they wanted to become one Ishi with the Yud, with the Yud, with Hashem, with the highest level of Chachma, is Mace, it's dead. And now they don't have that love for Hashem. Now what happens, unfortunately, when you're not inspired, when you don't have the love for Hashem, and you're not in fire to cleave to Hashem? So the, so the Prophet tells us, And what is the Noisha? So we all know that uh, from the Torah, that um, Yosef named his children Menashe and Ephraim, why did he call him Menashe? Because he said, That God caused me to forget my parents' home. So Vanoisha comes from the idea of forgetting, which basically means that the animal soul is causing me to forget now that I don't have the love for Hashem. So the animal soul wants me to forget Hashem. And they want to take my two children. We all know children is referring to the emotions. The intellect is the parents. Avaim is Chachmabina. And the children is the Midois, the emotions. What are the main emotions? Ava and Yira, the love for Hashem and the offer Hashem. And like the altar of writes in Tanya, that the Midois are called the children. And the main Midois, the main children is what? The love and offer Hashem. And the altar explains that Anoisha is coming to take the Ava that I once had for Hashem and the Yira that I had for Hashem. It's coming, unfortunately, to try to take my love that I once had for Hashem. And I once had my Yira, my awe for Hashem, and wants to take my love that I had for Hashem, my Yira that I had for Hashem, and to put it into strange places. My love and awe should be not for God, for Hashem, but it should be for strange things, which you can all imagine what those strange things are. In other words, like this, besides the fact that the animal soul wants me to forget about Hashem, and it wants me to totally nullify and get rid of my love and offer Hashem. It also wants to take 
my love and all that I have for Hashem, and it should be a slave for what? For my animal soul. Big issue. A, no love and all for Hashem, but not only that, the animal soul wants to take it and bring it and get it involved in places where it shouldn't be involved in. So what do I do? The Nisham is crying out to Hashem. So Elisha, the prophet, tells the Nishama, Ma yeshlach babois, what do you have in your house? What does that mean? You have anything? Do you have anything left over? What does that mean? Do you have anything that the animal soul didn't latch onto yet? Anything the animal soul can't latch onto? And the uh, woman says, the only thing I have is one thing. Asuch shemen, a drop of oil. In other words, what does that mean practically oil? We're talking code language, we're talking Kabbalistic language. The only thing I have left is a, my, the essence of my neshama. That's all what's left. All the revealed stuff, the love, the awe, the excitement, and the compassion for Hashem I don't have, but I do have my essence of my neshama, and that's something, and that's something the Nevesh Bahamas can touch. Because whatever happens, the essence of my soul always stays intact, and that's something which not, cannot get attacked and um, being taken over by the animal soul. In other words, Shemen we know is what? Is Chachma. Shemen is Chachma. Asuch Shemen is referring to the level of Chachma in the soul that the Nefesh Bahamas can't, can't attack. So the Prophet says, okay, we have something. So we're going to start as follows. This is my advice to you. Go ahead and borrow from family, friends, neighbors, anybody, anyone outside yourself. You have no vessels. Go from outside yourself and borrow empty vessels. Don't stop, borrow as many empty vessels as you can find. And as the prophet tells us later, he tells her to take the, uh, the jug of oil and stop pouring to empty vessels, and it's filled up, and he told her whatever, you know, you, you can, you're about to sell off all the oil, pay off all your debt, and with all the, whatever's left over, you have to live with all the profit of it. That's the simple story. What does that mean spiritually? The prophet's telling her, I know you're not inspired. You don't have love for Hashem. You're not inspired to put on tefillin, keep kosher, Shabbos, learn, pray, do any other mitzvahs. But do it. Do it. Dry, you're not excited. Do the mitzvahs. Empty mitzvahs. You consider it empty because you're not inspired. Just do the mitzvahs. Learn Torah. Do the mitzvahs. Because every, every, every minute of learning Torah, every hour of learning Torah, every mitzvah is a vessel. It's a vessel for the light of Hashem. So even though right now you don't have the love, and right now you don't have the awe, but don't stop. Don't stop, and you should pour in there the Asuch Shemen. What does that mean? You should use the essence of your Neshama, which is, we know the author writes in Tanya, that the, the way to observe Torah and the way to observe do mitzvot is a person should always try to do it in Mesiris Nefesh. What does that mean? Because when you do Mesiris Nefesh, you're pulling in the essence of your soul. So every time you're learning, every time you're, you're doing a mitzvah, bring in the essence of your soul, and that is that will allow you to do every mitzvah with the level of Mesiris Nefesh. That was the advice from the prophet. What happens if you'll continue doing it even though you're not inspired? 
So the Prophet says that you and your children will live with the Noisar. What means Noisar? So the Rebbe quotes from the Alter, Rebbe Alter says like this, Noisar means Yisrein, it comes from extra. What does that mean? There's something which is called Yisrein Ha'orim In other words, let's say you're inspired to learn, to pray, and do mitzvahs. That's great. But what happens when you're not inspired? And you do it anyway. So it's a dark mitzvah. It's a dark Torah study. But when you later on put on the light in that mitzvah that you did uninspired, or that Torah study you did uninspired, the light there is even much greater. So that's one interpretation. Empty vessels. Empty vessels means do it anyway. Do it anyway. You're doing it with the strength of your etzim hanashamah. Mesiris nefesh. That's one, one insight. Another inter interpretation from the Alter Rebbe, bring me empty vessels, is on the contrary. Empty vessels, I want you to make it even emptier. I want you to think about that your fact is that you're right now you're not inspired, so you're an empty vessel. And as you don't have inspiration in your head, in your das, the das is not lit up in your intellect, you're not inspired emotionally, no Ava, no Yira, and you should bother you. You should be bitter about it. Don't ignore it and be in denial and just bring empty vessels like according to the first temptation, which is correct. But no, get into it, the fact that you're not inspired. And it should bother you. It should bother you that you're not inspired intellectually, emotionally. But, and the adulterer says, when you'll be bothered to the point that you'll be bitter over it, not sad, bitter over it, then the light of your neshama is going to start shining. So sometimes when it's not going, you got to be bitter about it. The fact that you're aware, that's good. But it should start bothering you. And when it starts bothering you, the neshama is going to start shining. Well, how does that work? So the author quotes from the uh, famous line of the Masifta and Ganadin, said as follows, What happens if you're trying to light a fire? So we all know that when you want to light a fire, you need a big, the big logs you put down on the bottom, and then you put twigs on top. But what happens if you have no twigs? You try to light a big log of wood, it's not going to light. So what do you do if you have a big log of wood that you want it to light? You have to take the log and you have to chop it down. You turn it into twigs. And then you're able to light the fire. So the, that's, the, that's the muscle, that's the analogy. What's the nimshal? That the same thing also. When your body is not inspired, you're lacking Avas Hashem, you're lacking Giras Hashem, you got to break the body. You got to be bitter about it, the fact that you're not inspired. And not only that, when a person is bitter about the fact that he's not inspired, it bothers you and you're conscious about it, you make an effort to even dig the hole possibly a little deeper, you'll have even a greater light. Like the idea of Yisrin Harim and So we hear Yisrin Harim before the Yisrin Harim means that when you, when you do an empty vessel and later on you put in the light, it's going to be much greater. Over here, the Pshat is that by being bitter about it, by creating more Choyshech, you'll end up having greater light. And that's what the Prophet says. The At of Anayich, you and your children will live with the leftover. It's referring to it. You is the essence of your neshama, 
And Benayich, your children we know is again, what's the children of the intellect? Is the emotions. Ava and Yira will live from the noiser of the Chayshech that you're going to create. So those are two interpretations in Yisra and Ur and Just to recap what we learned so far, that when you're not inspired, you have two things you can do. Either just do it anyway, so it's empty mitzvahs, lacking the fire, and eventually you'll put the light in, or, no, be bitter about it. And when you get bitter about it, you'll, it'll stop bothering you, and then the light will go on. So now the Rebbe is going to explain <clears throat> what level is higher, what level is more impactful. When you just do the mitzvahs, even though you're not inspired, or it, you allow it to bother you to the point where you're bitter over it, and then the light comes in. Which level of er, mitoich is much stronger? So Rebbe explains like this. That the level of yisrein ha'er, mitoich that will allow you afterwards to have much greater light, based on the, this, the second interpretation, that you should meditate on the fact that you're an empty vessel. He says, don't resist, bring empty vessels. You know, meditate on the fact, look, your life is full of emptiness. You're not, you're not living an aspire a life. That's actually much higher and much greater than the light that comes from the Chayshech from just doing mitzvahs without Ava and Yira. Why? And Deborah explains as follows. Because when we say the idea, Yisrael Ha'ay Metoicha Chayshech, that there's a greater light that comes from the Chayshech. What does that mean? What's the reason for it? So Darby explains there's two reasons why when there's Chayshech and afterwards you have the Ur, it's much greater light. Why? So the first reason Darby gives is very, very simple. If you have a bright room and you light a candle, the candle doesn't do anything. On the other hand, when you have a dark room and you light a candle, so the candle does something. In other words... When you have a place that's chayshach, when you have a place that's dark, which means practically, you're not inspired to do the mitzvah, what's causing you to do the mitzvah? So you need, obviously, a light, and you need a great light. So what's causing you to do, to, to do the mitzvah is the fact that your, that your, your strong connection that you have from your neshama, which is a connection be much greater than a revealed connection. Notice when you're inspired, it's what's, in, what's causing you to do the mitzvah, your inspiration. That's called koiches geluyim, revealed energies that we have. But if you're not inspired, it's so what's causing you, I tell you, okay, you know, you're not inspired, do the mitzvah anyway. Why are you doing it? You're not, you're not robots, because when you, the reason why you're doing it, you're actually pulling out the etzam anashama, and the etzam anashama is a much greater light. So from the first level, when you do the mitzvah, even though you're not in the mood of doing it, it's not that you're not in the mood of doing it. You pulled in the big troops. You pulled in the etzim and neshama. And the etzim and neshama is helping you and causing you to do the mitzvahs. That's the first level of Yisrael Metech You're actually pulling in the etzim and neshama. That's one reason. The other reason the Rebbe explains, what's Yisrael Metech Very, very simple. That when a person goes into Meriris, when you're bitter about the fact that you're lacking the light, and the light's concealed from you, so then you pull in 
and I'll quote the verse, Yoshes Choyshech Sisroi, which means you pull in a place from Choyshech, which is higher than Ur, which means like this. When it's dark, it's dark. Then you have light. So light is great. But guess what? There's a, something which is called dark, which is higher than light. So when a person gets bitter over it, you're not pulling in from light because the light's not working from you. So you, you're being, the light you're bringing into your life is not coming from a place of light. The light is coming from darkness. How are you lightening up your life? Not from Ur. Ur is a gilui. Ur is a revelation. The light that's coming into your life is from a place which is called Chayshech, which obviously is much higher than Ur. And that shot when we say that you, you're going to live benoiser, which even with even more with extra because by the meditating on the fact that you're an empty vessel and the fact that it's going to bother you that you're not doing what you're supposed to in other words you're 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 empty it's dark you're going to reach the place of which is higher than her so again so here the rebbe explains the two reasons of one reason is because you're pulling from it's a greater light the second shot is that no, you're not pulling from, you're pulling from a place of Choshech, from a place of Choshech which is higher and higher, that's giving you light. Which that explains why the level of, not the level just you're doing empty vessels, empty mitzvahs. No, but when you're bitter about it, you actually pull in a much greater, much more powerful light. So the Rebbe is going to explain this now a little more in depth and a little more in detail. And he brings actually from the Alter Rebbe and Lakut Torah, the Alter explains as follows. What's this idea that you and your children are going to live with the Neusser, which again, you're going to live from the place of Choshech, which is higher than the Ur, and he brings, uh, based on a Pasuk, on a verse that says, and She'eris means the leftover. Nachlosoi, that will be your inheritance, which means, so from the leftover is going to be your inheritance. So the altar of means that someone that makes himself like Shirayim. When you make yourself like you're the leftover, you're not the be-all and end-all, but you're just a leftover. In other words, then when you make yourself like a leftover, when you, when you make yourself a klirakon, that's when you're able to get the real inheritance. And he explains like this. What is Shirayim? You look at Shirayim, it's leftovers. In Kabbalah, it says, no, 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 no. Shirayim is actually the level of Makif, which is higher than Hishtalshalos, which means like this. Hishtalshalos means the way the world comes down in a normal order. The ten sirot, you start from Keser, Chachmabina, if you count das or not, through the emotions and every single word and so on and so forth. So that's called the way things come down in a premious way through the chain of commands through the spheroids. But then there's something which is makif, it hovers over, it does not have the power, it's too strong to internalize in a premious way. So when we say shirayim, we mean that it's from the level of makif, which is higher than coming into, into, into you in an internal way. In other words, like this. The light that comes into the world in an internal way, is not the real light. Because if it was the real light, we wouldn't exist. 
So the light that comes into in this world, we say we see the light. Physical, spiritual, it's only a ray. Try to go out midday. We live in Florida in the sun. Try to stand there for a long time. You're going to get sunburned. You'll, you'll end up in the hospital, God forbid. We cannot accept full light. Anytime we get light, it's only a ray of the light. So where does the main light come from? The main light that we have is only a ray. But where's the main light? That's called makif. It hovers over us and we get a ray of the light. But the makif, that's where the real light is. And that stays above and it's actually called shirayim. We call it leftovers. That's actually the real light. Now, we love, we love the ray because that's what we can use. But where's the power? The power is in the makif. The power is in the shirayim. Now that's what we really want. We want the power. We want from the Mishalsus. We want from the highest level. So the way to get from the highest level, the way to get the Shirayim, is when you behave like Shirayim. What's Shirayim? With Bittal, with humility. In other words, when a person behaves in a way of Shirayim, when a person, like literally, what's Shirayim? Leftovers. You consider yourself like your bottle, your humble Tashem. Through that, you're able to draw down the greatest lights. In other words, like this. When your spiritual work is in a way that you're a somebody, you're a Matthias, even though you're doing tremendous things, you're meditating and you're praying and you're studying and you're doing mitzvot, you're doing great things. But if you're a Matthias, if you're a somebody, you're only going to get from the light of Ishtalshalas, which basically means a ray, a finite ray of light. But if you want to receive Shirayim, Makif, Haydn, Ashtalsalus, there's only one way, Bittal. The less of you, the more humble, and the more you're accepting you are, you'll receive the infinite light. And like the altar says in Torah Ur, the famous verse that says, Hashemayim Kisi, that the heaven is my cheer, Ragli, and the earth is the place where my feet rest. And uh, continues on to say, This is the house that you should build for me. And the verse continues on to say, And to this I will look. Someone that's poor and a broken of spirit. In other words, and the author explains like this, that when a person draws down Shemayim, heaven, and Oretz, now you know what is Shemayim? Heaven is referring to Torah. Aretz is referring to what? Mitzvahs. So drawing down Shemayim, Torah, Mitzvahs, Aretz, that's premius, that's internal. But in order to draw down Makif, what's Makif? We know what's Makif? A house is Makif, because you don't wear a house, it doesn't come within you, it's, it's around you. In order to have a bias, that Hashem should be, we should be in Hashem's house, we should have the makif of Hashem, that only happens, as the verse says, on even a ruach. If we, if we act in a way of humility, and we're humble, then we get makif. And based on this, the author explains in Lekutli Torah, that the verse says, ve'at uvanayich, you and your children, tichyu, you're going to live what? Benoisar, what, what means by noiser? And there are autumn rights. Ad shetich you amesim. Until we have, until Mashiach comes, and Mashiach comes, the dead will be as resurrected. In other words, everything that's left over in Makif, above us, above us, 
and not only makif, we know this makif hakaroiv and makif harochik. Makif makif hakaroiv is the idea of arich, and makif harochik is the idea of atik. And what are we going to have? Benoisar, as the author writes in the Torah, Mashiach comes because that comes from um, the the drippings from atik. And that will happen when Mashiach comes. Then we'll be able to have the ultimate, great, the great revelation. Now, so based on this, the Rebbe explains, this is the real power and the superiority of living with the noiser, which comes how? By being broken. Being broken, that you are an empty vessel. That we're lacking Avon Yira, which is the second insight in Tichi Noiser. In other words, when you're bitter on the fact that you're learning Torah and you're doing mitzvahs, but you don't have Ava, you don't have Yira, <clears throat> because what happens like this, according to the first insight, if you learn Torah and you do mitzvahs and you don't have Ava and Yira, so why are you doing it? So we said you're doing because of Mesir Nefesh. The etzim and neshama is going on a serious nefesh. So when you're going on a serious nefesh, that means you're consciously going on a serious nefesh, which is coming from your revealed powers. Now, so therefore, when you're going on a serious nefesh, you're still somebody. You're somebody that's going on a serious nefesh. However, so therefore, what do you draw from? From a, from a, from a finite level. However, what happens when you decide that you're broken and you're lacking. So then what happens is you're not, you're not, you're not, it's not about you. It's really about you don't really exist. So therefore your whole mitzias, your whole essence gets nullified. And then you draw down the essence of the soul, which is higher than the revealed powers that we have. So when we realize that the truth is we're, we're empty, we're an empty vessel, and we really have no qualities, the Ava is gone, the year is gone, then we're able to draw down not only from Makif HaKaroi, which is Arach, we're able to draw down from the highest level of Makif HaRochik. So notice the Rebbe is saying it's very, very simple, that there's two ways we can go about it when we're lacking inspiration. One is just do it anyway. But who's doing it? And it's great. Both are great. But who we're doing it. So we're not gonna go, we're not gonna draw down from such a high level. But on the contrary, we realize, no, we're empty. We're, 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 we're missing. So we're basically creating a greater vacuum. And it's more about trying to bring in Hashem's light. Then we have the power and the ability to bring in from higher from Ishtalshla's, from the level of Makif. <coughs> so based on this, Rebbe asks a very, very simple question. What are we saying? That um, if, we, if we create the opportunity, we were totally broken. So we draw down from where? From the level of Makif. Now, so what does Noiser mean? We're drawing down from Makif. And not only Makif, we said that not only Makif HaKarev, you're even drawing down from Makif HaRochik, from, from Atik. But if that's the case, what are you drawing down? Think about it. You're drawing down from Makif HaRochik. 
But what did the verse say? You and your children, referring to the Avavayira, is going to live from Makif. How could Makif come into Avavayira? How could something which is totally above the power of this world, it can't be internalized, how is it going to be internalized into this world, into Yavavayira? So the Rebbe is going to explain how, even though it's from a level of Makif, we're able to draw it down within us in, a, in, a, in an internal way. And he explains like this. The Rebbe brings a famous Hasidic discourse from the Rebbe Rashab, again, who was uh, birthday's Chav Cheshven, and he, uh, it's on a Hasidic discourse called Ki Mitzvah Zois. It's based on the verse in the Torah where Hashem says, Ki Mitzvah Zois, this mitzvah, Asher Anoichi Metzamcha Yoyin, that I'm commanding you today, Loyin Ifleisahimimcha, it's not totally uh, foreign, but Loy Rechoika, it's not totally far away, and Kikar Velach, it's very easy for you to do so. Now we know Kabbalistically, when the Torah says, Nefleisa is referring to Atik. You know, it's in Keser, the higher level of Keser, Atik. And Rechoika is referring to Arach. Now, what, what's the, why, is, why is Pella, Nefleisa, Atik, and Rechoika, Arach? And the Rebbe Rashaal explains like this. What does Pella mean? It's a wonder. A wonder means it's disconnected. It's totally wow. Now, so because it's a wow, it's the highest level. It's atik. On the other hand, you know, it's totally disconnected from the from the the proper scheme of ishtalshlus, where things come down an internal way through the sriot. But but rochik rochik is arich. Why? Because rochik means there's a connection, but it's far away. Pella means it's totally out. Wow. Rochik means. There's a connection, but it's far away. Like, for example, it says, I'm trying to understand, but it's far, far from me. And as the fact that you're able to understand it means there's a connection, but it's far from you to understand it. So based on this, the Rebbe, the, 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 uh, Rebbe Rashab explains, this that we say, that Ki HaMitzvah this mitzvah, even though Pella is Atik and Rechaik is Arich, but no, it's not far. Why? Because the verse says, Mimcha, from you. If it's Mimcha, then it's not far. Why? And he explains like this. What's the whole idea behind mitzvahs? What's the idea of a mitzvah? A mitzvah means it's a command from Hashem. What does a command from Hashem mean? It's the Ratzin. It's the will of Hashem. Now, the mitzvah means it's the will of Hashem. Now, does it make, the mitzvahs make sense? No. It's the will of Hashem. Beyond reason. So that's why mitzvahs are going into the category of a pella. It's beyond. It's also richok. It's far away. Now, that's in general all the mitzvahs. So generally speaking, all the mitzvahs are a pella. It's rochok. It's, it's the Ratzin Hashem. Now, how much more so when it comes to the mitzvah of tshuva? Tshuva means when a person, God forbid, sins and you return to Hashem. So there's a mitzvah to return to Hashem. And matter of fact, there's a certain opinions, the Ramban and other Mepharshim, when it says over here, ki mitzvah hazois, it's not nefleis here chayka, is referring to the mitzvah of tshuva, which actually a mitzvah of tshuva is even higher than the rotsin of mitzvahs. Why? Because the mitzvahs are Hashem says, do this, do that. It's the will of Hashem. Tshuva is already much deeper because it's already after you transgressed. So there's a deeper mitzvah. There's a deeper rotsin of Hashem that gives you the power to return. 
Because we know when a person does tshuva, you can take literally blemishes that you affected and you're able to transform them. And as if they never, you never sinned. Why? Because through tshuva, you actually reach, and here's a key point, that you reach the infinite light of the Baal HaRatzin. In other words, a mitzvah is the Ratzin Hashem. Hashem wants you to do this, Hashem wants you to do that. When a person does tshuva, you reach to the Baal HaRatzin, to Hashem Himself, which is higher than the Ratzin of mitzvahs. In other words, up to the point where it reaches Atmos, the essence of Hashem. So what's that? So based on the story, explains like this. When the verse says, Ki ha-mitzvah hazois, this mitzvah, whether it's all the mitzvahs, or specifically the mitzvah of tshuva, asher anoichi mitzav chayoyim. Who's commanding us the mitzvah? Anoichi, the essence of Hashem. As we say, anoichi misha anoichi. The I, who I am, the essence of Hashem. Which, what is anoichi? Anoichi is not a neighbor. Anoichi is not a friend. Anoichi is for sure the idea of Pella. Hashem is totally off the charts. Hashem is off. He's richak, far away from, from us. So when a person does tshuva tata, which, you know, what's the low level of tshuva, which is yira, you're in awe of Hashem, which comes from fear, that's richok. There's you and Hashem. It's not really become one. What's tshuva law? The author writes in Tanya, tshuva is simcha, where you're totally returning to Hashem with simcha, with ava. That's pella. You can reach the pella of Hashem. Why? Because tshuva tata, the lower level of tshuva we know in the neshama, there's five levels. Nefesh, the lowest. Ruach, neshama. And then when you get deep into your neshama, which is the market part of neshama, is chaya. And a deeper part is yechida. So the lower level of tshuva is makif of the neshama of chaya, which is called makif akarov. It's makif. It hovers over, but it's closer. And what happens when you do tshuva on that level, you reach the, the level of the Ur, the Ur of Hashem, which is Ur Yashar, straight light, which has, to, which is connected to in a certain way in a premistic way, which is the level of Arich. And then when a person does Tshuva Allah with Simcha, with Ava, then that's the level of the highest level, you know, the level of Yechida, which reaches Makif HaRochik. What, and what, what do you draw down when you do Tshuva from Yechida? Makif HaRochik. You actually draw down the Ur Chayzer, which is much higher than, than, than a light that can be internalized, which is the level of Atik. So if that's the case, what does it mean, if it's pretty heavy stuff? This is a truth of, of, of Chaya, Yechida, Makiv Akaroid, Makiv Rachaik, Atik and Arik. So how do we how do how how do we do that? What do you mean loy neflaysahi? And Rebbe again says, here's the key word, mimcha. When it comes from mimcha, it's no problem. So even though it sounds awesome, how am I doing tshuva like that? Tshuva tatah, tshuva ilah, atik, arich, How can I do it? How can I return to bal haratzayin? And Rebbe explains the way we do it is mimcha. What does that mean? The shamas yisrael, and this is so to speak called the winning lottery ticket that every single Jew has. Mimcha. The Jewish people have the winning lottery ticket. And as Rebbe says, the Neshama Yisrael, the soul, the Jewish souls, have everything. And then not only do they have everything, from Hashem gives us everything. And because Hashem gives us everything, it's not, it's not 
Appella, and it's not Rochaik, we can do it. So again, so far we're talking abstract terms. We're going to soon talk in a minute practically. But what the Rebbe is saying so far is, based on the Chassidic discourse of the Rebbe Rashab, that uh, this mitzvah I'm giving you, we're talking about very, very high levels. Makif of Chaya, Makif Yechida, Makif Akarev, Makif off off the charts. But nevertheless, when we do Mimcha, we have the power to reach even the highest levels. So how does that work? So the Rebbe asks a very, very simple question. What, what is, the, what is the, the verse telling us? That when the, that the, the idea of Tshuva is that Loi Rechoika, we can reach Makav Akarev, Makav Rechoik. How am I doing tshuva? What did we say before? How are you doing tshuva? You're doing tshuva for makif of chaya and makif of chida, which is the level of atik and aruch. So the Rebbe asks a simple question. What's the chiddush? What's the novel idea that your makif of chaya and your makif of chida can reach the makif of Hashem, atik and aruch? What does that help us? We're living down here in this world. We need to draw down godliness here in the lower parts of an neshama. What is it helping us, telling us that the makif of chay and yichida can reach high levels? So therefore the Rebbe says, when it says mimcha, that we have the power, neshamas Yisrael, have everything, it's not referring to chay yichida makif, because that wouldn't help us. But it's actually referring to the three lower levels of our neshama. Nefesh, the lowest level, ruach, and neshama. Which means like that. What is the main part of the person? Not chay yechida. That's makif. The main part of the person is nefesh ruach neshama. Nefesh is the lowest part of the soul. That's the part that literally physically gives us physical life. Ruach is the part that inspires our emotions. And neshama is the part that gives energy to our intellect. And that's who we live in. So what happens is, even though tshuva starts where? In the makif of the neshama, in the makif of yechida, and that causes the connection, but here's the key, the key point. But in order to awaken the makif of the chaya and yechida, what awakens it? That you need his boininus. His boininus comes from your intellect, which is fueled by your neshama. And the meditation, his boyness means meditation, the meditation of the nefesh, ruach, neshama has to be in such a way that it awakens and it inspires the makif of your neshama, the chayin yechida. So again, before we go further into it, what the Rebbe is saying is like this. In the neshama that we all have, there's five levels. There are three which is we can connect to and relate to. And that's nefesh, ruach, neshama. There's two on top, which is chayin, yechida. That's already makif. The part that connects the makif, or neshama, with the infinite Hashem, that's chayin, yechida. But what fuels the chayin, what wakens up the chayin, yechida, that's nefesh, ruach, neshama, and more specifically, the neshama by doing meditation. And based on this, Derby explains, that shot loy neflei when we say it's not far from you, we're not talking about the Chai Yechida. True, the Chai Yechida ultimately makes the connection with the Chai Yechida of Atak and Arich, Lamailam and Ashtalshalis. But what makes it happen? Mimcha. Mimcha is referring to the Nefesh Ruach Neshama that we each have and we have access to. 
even though Chayin Yechida is much higher than Efeshuach Neshama, however, the one that has the power to start the fire and ignite the fire and motivate Chay Yechida to make, to make it happen comes from Nefeshuach Neshama. And once Nefeshuach Neshama does the job, then the Chay Yechida finishes off and connects to the Chay Yechida Lamaila and up and high. Why? To, be, to, to clarify again, the Rebbe says. And the reason is because the fact is the Nefesh and Ruach of Nesham of a Jew has everything in it. And from, uh, from on high, they give us everything. So the Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama has everything. Hashem gives Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama anything. And as long as you connect to your Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, and you meditate with your Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama, you'll reach the Chai Yechida, and that will cause you to reach the highest places. And based on this, Rebbe explains, <coughs> if you look into the verse, where it says, It's not far from you. So again, the word is, From you, it's not far. That goes even according to the understanding that the um, mit, that the, the what that the mitzvah is referring to all the mitzvahs, because even according to the understanding that mitzvah is referring to the idea of mitzvah tapella. Hello, Hashem is giving us a mitzvah. Knows why? Because every mitzvah, what's a mitzvah? It's the will of Hashem, and the will the will of Hashem doesn't have a reason for it, so it's. Because of his reason, it's a level of a pella. It's a rach, it's rachik from us. But nevertheless, it's not far from us. Why? Because the fact is like this. Before we get into why. So neflase and rachika refer, is referring to mitzvahs. So why is mitzvahs called neflase and rachika? Because we know that there's two types of mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah which is a ratzin Hashem. Hashem wants us to do this mitzvah. Hashem wants to do that mitzvah. That's a pella. We don't know, we don't know any reason. Hashem wants us to do it. Then we have Rechaika. What means Rechaika? There's reasons for the mitzvahs. You learn Torah. Torah has reasons for every single mitzvah. At least most of them. Um, so there's the Neflesa part of the mitzvah, which is just a, just a mitzvah. It's the command of Hashem. And then there's the Rechaika of the mitzvah. <clears throat> now, even though the understanding of the mitzvah is really coming from Hashem. But since Hashem gave us the ability to understand this, so there is a level of comprehension. Now, the truth is like this. Even when it comes to the mitzvahs of the Torah, the mitzvah and the reason of, of, the, of the mitzvah, the truth is you can't even say Pela. It's a wonder. It's a rachik. Why? Because that means as if we're saying, oh, mitzvah is a wonder. Like we can, we can give a... A definition to a mitzvah. We can give a reason to a mitzvah. The truth is that mitzvahs are off the charts. What do we know about mitzvahs? Hashem gave us opportunity to do a mitzvah. Hashem gave us opportunity to understand some of the mitzvahs. But the truth is mitzvahs are much higher than that. It's like, for example, the Rebbe gives an example. If you have um, a deep intellectual idea, you're going to say, oh, I, I can feel it. What does feeling have to do with intellect? That's the same way. What can we understand in the in depth of Hashem? But the fact is, there's different levels. There is a part of mitzvahs we totally can't comprehend. There's a part of mitzvahs that Hashem allowed us to comprehend. And there's part of mitzvahs which is, you know, which existed before the world created, Hashem created the world. 
even though we said the wishes existed 2,000 years before the world, Hashem decided to create that terminology. But then, after Hashem decided to create the world and give mitzvahs and give reasons for it, he, he actually made it possible that the mitzvah should be a physical, tangible mitzvah. And when it comes down to this world, we can actually touch it and feel it. So on that level, we can say, wow, it's a pella. And it's rochaik. Not, God forbid, to say that the essence of mitzvahs is a pella and a rochaik. It's totally off the charts. <clears throat> Now, the fact is, because Torah mitzvahs are so high, so what are we saying? It's not far from you. What do you mean it's not far from you? It's very far from us. So obviously referring to the part that we could say it's a pella, we could say it's far, uh, far from us, nevertheless, Hashem says, guess what? It's not far from you. How? And Derek explains very, very simple. Even though Torah is off the charts, and there's even the part that we know, it's only a minimum that we know, and Hashem allowed us to know it. And Rebbe, so how do we, how can we connect the Torah to say it's loin of And Rebbe explains very simple, because what happened was, when Hashem came down to Mount Sinai, and He gave us a Torah, He gave us all the levels of Torah. Even the level of Torah, that the essence of Torah, where we cannot connect to it. Hashem gave us that. Not that we're, we can connect to it. Hashem gave us that ability that we can connect to it. And Rebbe explains this, that's based on what we're saying that it means all the mitzvahs. But even according to the insight, or the understanding that, that it's referring to the mitzvah of tshuva, so even this idea that we're saying tshuva is pella and shrochaik, it's also after Hashem made it that we can understand the idea of tshuva, or we can relate to the idea of tshuva. Because the truth is, tshuva is also off the charts. What do we have to do with tshuva? But Hashem allowed us the ability to connect to the idea of tshuva. Because tshuva in reality is much higher. Because it's not only, we said before, tshuva is not only the rots in Hashem, it's the Baal HaRatz in Hashem. It comes from Hashem Himself. But nevertheless, Hashem said, even the mitzvah of tshuva, it's not off the charts. It's not something which you cannot connect to. In other words, we're referring to, referring to obviously the level of tshuva, which is on a lower level we can call a pella, we can call richoik, but even over there Hashem gave, gave us the ability to connect to it. <clears throat> How is that so? Because the verse says, because ki mitzvah hazois, this mitzvah, asher anoichi mitzavcha, that I am commanding you, that means even the level of tshuva that comes from anoichi, anoichi mish anoichi, the highest level of Hashem, loy lefleisahi v'loy rechoykihi. Even that level of tshuva is you, you can connect to it. How can you connect to it? And Rebbe explains very simple. Because again, by matan Torah, Hashem gave us a gift, and the gift Hashem gave us was when He said, when He uttered, anoichi, and this is key. This is very important. Hashem said, anoichi Hashem alakecha. I, Hashem, am your God. What does that mean? That by Hashem saying, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha, I am your God. So that, that caused by every single Jew in this world, that the Anoichi, which is drawn down through Yudke Vavke, should become Alekecha, should become our power and our vitality. So 
by Hashem saying, the fact that we have the ability to move, the fact that we have the ability to breathe, and to live, it comes from one place and one place only, from Anoichi Hashem, from the Yudkei Vavkei. Now, even though this level of Anoichi is the way it comes down through Yudkei Vavkei, and we know the difference between Tshuva and all the mitzvahs, because by Tshuva it says Anoichi, it doesn't say Anoichi Hashem, we get it literally from Anoichi, Anoichi Stam. And by all the mitzvahs we get it from where? Anoichi Hashem, we get it through Yudkei Vavkei. Tshuva comes from Anoichi, Straight Anoichi. All the mitzvahs come from Yudkei Vavke. But as we know, when Hashem said the Matan Torah Anoichi, it's referring to all the mitzvahs. Even mitzvahs Tshuva. So all the mitzvahs come from, even though they go through Yudkei Vavke, but all the mitzvahs ultimately come just from the word Anoichi. And Anoichi means the essence of Hashem, which is higher than Yudkei Vavke. Now, the the revelation part of only Yud, only Anoichi, that's why mitzvahs of tshuva. But the fact is, all the mitzvahs come from Anoichi. And what happened when Matan Torah was, Hashem gave every single Jew that Anoichi should be Hashem Alekecha, which means our power, our vitality comes from Hashem Himself, which is higher than the Shkut Kei So what happens like this, because our power comes from where? From the Anoichi, comes from the essence of Hashem. So when a person just decides, decides they want to do tshuva, even before you did tshuva, you decide I want to do tshuva. You didn't even do tshuva yet. You decide you want to tshuva. What happens when you decide you want to do tshuva? Why do you decide you want to do tshuva? Why did you all of a sudden ha- feel like you're a keli reikum? You're an empty vessel and you want, to, you want to fill up. You want to do tshuva? Because the Anoichi got revealed within you. The Anoichi, which is higher than Yudkei Vavkei. The Anoichi, which is your power and your energy. So let's, look how the Rebbe is bringing it full circle. When a person realizes he's a Kaili Reikon, he's an empty vessel. That means he wants to do tshuva. You know what's happening then? The Anoichi, the highest level of Hashem, is starting to be revealed within the person. And that is coming weird. It's not coming from Makif Chai Yechida. That's coming from your Nefesh Ruach Neshama. When you felt emotionally, intellectually, physically, you decided you're empty. And then when you decide that, the verse says, the mitzvah I'm commanding you, that you feel empty. It's not far, it's not outlandish. But on the contrary, the verse says, It's very easy for you, with your mouth, with your heart, to do it. That means every single person can do tshuva. Every person can return to Hashem by feeling that he's empty and by bringing in the anoichi into your life. And not only to the level of tshuva from before, it was the level of pelan richuk. But even to the level of Anoichi Metzavcha. So here the Rebbe explains very, very powerful that Tshuva, when a person does Tshuva, which means he says he's a Kaili Reikon, he's an empty vessel, you're reaching the Anoichi. And how are you connecting? Not Chai Yechida. Literally with your Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama. Nefesh, you feel the emptiness. Ruach, you feel it's empty. Neshama, you understand that you're empty. Just that brings in the Anoichi. And based on this, Rebbe says, that shot, the at, uvanayich, tichyub anoiser. 
that even the internal powers of the neshama, Avon Yira, will live with that noisa, with that extra, even though noisa is referring to makif, and it's referring to makif harachoik tainug, but nevertheless, that powerful energy comes down into your internal powers of your neshama. Why? Because when a person does tshuva, when your person actually does tshuva, it reveals that the anoichi of Hashem is your God, is your power, is your vitality. Like, the, like we explained before, if it's coming from you, when you decide you want to do tshuva, you bring in the highest places into yourself. Up until the internal powers of Yinashama, by the will to do tshuva, you're able to reach to the level of makif. And that's what it means, that the internal powers will be alive with an internal life, which comes through what? Tshuva. Which... And what, what is the noisa part? You get in the makiv, makiv akarov, arach, and also the noisa of makiv harochik, which is atik. And also, you can say, the essence, which is even higher than makiv and pnimi. So here you see, powerful, that when a person goes to the avoid and he realizes that he's empty, but then he wants to do tshuva, it's not... You're connecting to Makif right away. It comes from a premium sticker place, Nefeshuach and Neshama. And that draws in Makif, Chaya, Yechida, Arich, Atik, all from the fact that a person wants to do Tshuva. And whoever connects this idea with Chazal tell us on the verse, Va'at, Uvanayich, Tichi, Banaisa, you and your children are going to live with, with leftover, which originally we learned Pshat, it's referring to Makif. And it was through the avoid of premium, you get Makif. And that answers the question, says, well, if it's makif, the avoid has to be b'primius, so we do the avoid b'primius, which brings a makif, but it's, so, so the, the Chazal tell us, it's referring to ad until we'll have the resurrection of the dead. Why? Because we know when the, when the dead will be resurrected, b'tchiyas ha'meisim. So the, the vitality of the guf of our body is going to come from soiviv, from noiser. And through the fact that you and your children, the Avon year is going to live from the Noiser, from the Makiv. That means the, the energy of the internal powers of the Neshama is going to be from the Noiser. So when Mashiach comes, the vitality of the body is also going to come from Soiva, from Noiser. And not only that, the energy of the body is going to be even higher. Today we look at the body's lower and the neshama's higher. When Mashiach comes, the body's going to be higher. Because we know when Mashiach comes, the soul is going to get its vitality from the body. And this is the reason and the connection between tshuva, doing tshuva, and the future redemption. Because we know that the Jewish people are not going to be redeemed from Golos until we do tshuva. And the Mashiach one of his accomplishments is he's going to come to inspire tzaddikim to do tshuva. Because tshuva is key. Why? Because when a person does tshuva, we actually cause to get powerful energies into our koichas premium, into our eternal powers.
Ata benayich. Benayich means ava yira, the koiches premium. Tich, you are going to be live from benoisar. So the goal is to bring in makif weir into ava v'yira. Ava yira, which normally can only handle finite energies, will be able to carry in infinite energies. And the, com- the completion of the ultimate redemption is going to be when Mashiach comes, Tchiyas HaMason, the dead will be resurrected. And then what's going to happen is the vitality of the body is going to come from Saivi, from Makif. And through the fact that we do Tshuva, we will be redeemed and we'll have the Geula HaMitis Vashlema, the redemption, the true one, the complete one, through Mashiach, Tzidkenu, and the Rebbe says, he should come and he should redeem us and he should take us standing straight, upright, to Eretz Yisrael, Ba'agala, Didan, Mamash, right here, right now. So this is a powerful Hasidic discourse. It really addresses something so powerful that sometimes we feel down, downtrodden, we feel hopeless and helpless. And here, the Rebbe shows you two powerful ways that either by just doing it anyway, which is one way, which is great. Eventually, you'll be able to put inspiration in it. It will come back. But more importantly, sometimes by being rigorous, the fact that you're lacking it, that will allow you to do tshuva, that will bring in such powerful lights into Yav and Yira, and you'll be able to reach tremendous and great places you were never able to reach before. So let's hope, as Rebbe says, that Mashiach's goal is that we should all do tshuva, so Mitchum will all do tshuva, and Mitchum next shir will be in Eretz Yisrael with Mashiach Tzitkenu. Have a great and blessed week.